Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I'm Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is number 37 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. I have found personally, maybe you have too, that sometimes people don't give electronic music the respect it deserves when it's done well. Electronic music can be thematic, uplifting, and when done right, it can really deliver emotionally. Songs like It Doesn't Matter by Depeche Mode or Number One Song in Heaven by Sparks are all electronic and they're perfect. They're beautiful. Well, the album that we're going to explore today is yet another example of how incredible electronica can be. It's a record that can both move you and make you move. It's an eclectic mixture of electronic and dance styles such as techno, trip hop, intelligent dance music, ambient house, acid jazz, and industrial music. The name of the record is Post, and it is the second studio album by the artist Bjork. Now, this album came out in 1995, and I personally remember unwrapping the thing and listening to it, and it's sounding so fresh upon its arrival. And here's the thing, it still does. I loved her debut album. This was just so much better was really, really good. It was an advancement in her creativity. Bjork is an artist that literally wears her heart on her sleeve while, <laughs> while adding yet another sleeve for the octopus's dreams and ideas. Her songs, if not personally relatable to every situation, are always understandable. One song in particular, I feel, is an absolute masterpiece on this record. So much so that I'm going to skip the first track initially and start with the second one. It has both psychological depth and just brilliant electronic music. The song is called Hyper Ballad. Now, Hyper Ballad is the first of a number of songs on this record that just have these glorious old Hollywood climactic film score orchestral touches that just pierce your heart. It's kind of interesting and kind of funny. I've seen other reviews for this record, and this song is not always viewed as a favorite. But I found that this song, really kind of like this entire album, it takes a minute. It takes time. Yes, sure, there are catchy melodies, but the electronic intricacies, they just keep multiplying with every listen. In reviewing this, I again heard new things, including on Hyperballad. So I recommend you listen to Hyperballad three times in a row and give it your full attention in a per perfectly relaxed atmosphere. It will then click for you, and more than likely you'll remember it forever, and if you're like me, you will crave hearing it from time to time. And the words are so interesting. This is basically the gist of that song. She lives with her partner on the top of a mountain. She throws things off of the mountain and feels more secure 
in her being up there by doing so. It feels like a contradiction, but somehow it all makes sense. Listen to some of the words. We live on a mountain right at the top. There's a beautiful view from the top of the mountain. Every morning I walk towards the edge and throw little things off, like car parts, bottles and cutlery, or whatever I find lying around. It's become a habit, a way to start the day. I go through all this before you wake up so I can feel happier to be safe up here with you. The song is just glorious. It's artistically, lyrically, and musically so pleasing. And again, when the cinematic strings come in, it takes an already wonderful song to another level. The other tracks with the old Hollywood-esque cinematic orchestrations that are just so lush are You've Been Flirting Again, and especially on the track Isabel. Now, Bjork on this record is both strong and vulnerable, so very human in her thoughts and projections. Uh, the opening track, for example, called Army of Me, which, by the way, samples when the levee breaks drums from John Bonham and Led Zeppelin, it hits so hard and it's such a great, powerful groove. But the message is powerful, too. So this is essentially what's going on. She had given someone the benefit of the doubt to stand up for themselves and to stop wallowing. She loves this person, but she doesn't want to keep enabling the behavior anymore. So this is what she sings. Stand up. You've got to manage. I won't sympathize anymore. You're all right. There's nothing wrong. Self-sufficiency, please, and get to work. You're on your own now. We won't save you. Your rescue squad is too exhausted. And if you complain once more, you'll meet an army of me. It's like tough love with a wicked beat. <laughs> There's great imagery on other songs, such as Possibly Maybe, for example, and deep, deep electronica and ambience on the song Headphones, which is almost otherworldly, which, by the way, she wrote with Tricky from Massive Attack. One thing about this record that I found interesting, kind of in a Fleetwood Mac rumors kind of way, was that her ex-boyfriend at the time directed the music video for Possibly Maybe. Despite the song being essentially written about her failed relationship with this guy, the same guy, he was quoted as saying that her song and my video were a way of saying things to each other that we couldn't say otherwise. And this actually makes real sense. It happens a lot in art. Uh, the American Psychological Association website says this. It says, Los Angeles psychologists launched a multi-platform exhibit that features music, dance, poetry, and lectures, all with psychological themes such as the role of empathy in art. The exhibit is a way to change people's perceptions. When we share our art, it offers people a glimpse into the richness and depth that lie beneath the professional exterior, exterior, excuse me, not just the creativity and talent, but also the sensitivity, vulnerability, and very human side of others. One last note here, um, 
this record purposefully in the middle of all the electronic goodness gave us a chance to cleanse our perceptive palates by dropping in something both unexpected, totally out of character, but again, just perfect. The song is It's Oh So Quiet, which is a cover. It was released as a single, and the music video for it became one of the most played clips on MTV at the time. I personally recommend watching this video to anyone new to Bjork. If you have no idea who Bjork is, or you've never actually heard her music, or you've seen her wear extreme outfits, and that's the only perceptions that you have of her, you're going to happily enjoy the video for It's Oh So Quiet, and it will show you the person that you're listening to through the best lens possible. It's a tribute to Hollywood's Technicolor musicals as they essentially transform a sad old car shop into the location where Bjork dances and sings with a full dance company, turning it essentially into the fantasy of a musical spectacle and into something surreal. The video ends with Bjork floating up above the people down below on the street until she hushes the viewer. It is one of the most delightful music videos ever made, in my personal opinion. Uh, if you haven't seen it, by all means, you should. Now, to close, many might say, yeah, Chris, whatever. She's just weird. You know what? I don't know about all that. And first of all, how do you define that? But I don't think so. I think she's an artist. Bjork is an artist. She thinks, emotes, and projects like an artist. The Huffington Post says that many people are afraid to show their art as it arouses childhood memories of showing a drawing or a poem to their parents or teachers and then being criticized or rejected or met with indifference. See, if this happens when we're young, it takes courage to continue as these early experiences can stop us from creating in general. But if we power through this and we're still being creative, the lonely parts of ourselves come out and kind of come up for air and join us. The main process by which we become whole is to bring the inner orphans out of the orphanage and the inner prisoners out of the prison. This is the way authentic, creative work makes us whole. I feel this album is a perfect example of this. It just does what we just talked about. It lets the child live in the adult and gives, in this case, her a place to play. I'm gonna close with a very fitting quote from Pablo Picasso. He said this, every child is an artist. The problem is staying an artist when you grow up. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast Bjork Post Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Bjork Post. There's 11 songs on this record. I'm going to tell you what they are. Number one is Army of Me. Number two, Hyper Ballad. 
Number three is called The Modern Things. Number four, It's Oh So Quiet. Number five, Enjoy. Number six, You've Been Flirting Again. Number seven, Isabel. Number eight, Possibly Maybe. Number nine, I Miss You. Number 10, Cover Me. And number 11, Headphones. Well, that is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Bjork Post. And Bjork is B-J-O-R-K. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographic report shows that we now, for the very first time, have listeners in Warsaw, Poland, and in Sonora, Mexico. I love the diversity. Welcome, 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 welcome. We are so happy that you are here with us on Refresher. You know, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. You know, sometimes we do what we just did, where we psychologically take apart an album, but sometimes we get a little deeper, and sometimes that means good companionship for those who might need it. So if you think someone might enjoy this show for entertainment or companionship reasons, pass it along. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be really, really great. But whether you do or whether you don't, the show is yours and you can listen anytime that you want to. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.